Buying a house is such a big, exciting purchase that a lot of things get overlooked in the process. All of a sudden there are more responsibilities that you just are taking on and some people don't realize they're taking them on. And when you were in the middle of escrow, you contacted your insurance agent and you said, hey, escrow is going to require an insurance policy on my new house. Will you take care of it? Yes. And that's the only conversation most people have with their insurance agent. That's very true. It's something that even the most experienced real estate professionals can overlook as time and inflation marches on. So you bought your house for how much? 585. And you had a loan for I think you said three and a half, three fifty? Three and a half, yeah. And and do you remember about what you insured your house for at the very start? It was I think it was to be honest with you, I think it was three eighty five originally. Okay, so you have you have an insurance policy for three eighty five that maybe has gone up a little bit over the years. What 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 what'd you say? Four and a quarter. And twenty one hundred square feet you told Mm -hmm. me? What do you think it had cost to build a twenty one hundred square foot house that had been reduced to ashes? Probably looking at yeah, eight hundred thousand dollars. So, so you're you're above eight hundred thousand dollars, and you got four twenty five of insurance. What would you do next? Build half. Get get the studs up. I guess. <laughs> Have good communications with your insurance agents and estate planners, and don't overlook the dynamics of where we live. My brother sustained substantial damage in the Northridge quake. For him, the way he was able to repair his house was through low interest FEMA loans. But you know, it was. in additional loans on top of his mortgage that he already had. It strapped him to the max. You know, he wishes he would have bought earthquake insurance. Did did he have to wait a long time for the funding from it? Oh, he was out of his house for two years. Yeah. Luckily, he could live with his mother-in-law. Did I say luckily? (laughs) (laughs) That's the best insurance pitch I've ever heard right there. (laughs) I'm going to definitely get more earthquake insurance. So you buy your house. Now what do you do? Or maybe you bought your house 10 years ago. What do you follow up on? Here's the host of the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with Hal Swayze, James Bueno. Welcome to the uh, Slow County Real Estate with Hal Swayze Podcast. As always, we have Hal Swayze. Hello, James. Thank you. We have Mr. John Turner, JT. Hey, James. And Jay Pete, as always, is with us. James. All right, so kind of a hot topic that we didn't think was going to be super hot, and we couldn't stop talking about before the podcast actually started. Uh, I just bought a house. Now what? What do I do? Thank you, realtor. Thank you, realtor. Yeah. <laughs> Thank House Wazy. Right. Um, yeah, so I think we were talking a little bit about protection of the house, which we don't think about often. Boy, if something happened to one of the owners, you know, God forbid, but, you know, that happens, um, passed away or whatever, have you protected yourself that way? If something that happened to the house, how do you protect yourself? So besides, you know, picking out carpet and drapes and repainting, there's some other things to speak to. And we're fortunate because we got somebody who spent 40 years? 38. 38. 38. I'm going to call that 40. Yeah. 40 years in the insurance business. So, so, so John, you've bought many houses. You've, you've been through the process. You see what our clients do. So they, get, they get their insurance. And what mistakes do they make? Well, I think, you know, you, you look at the process of closing an escrow. And, and for many of us, there's a lot of last minute things you got to do. And then what do you have to do after you close escrow? You got to move. You got to move. And, and, you know, moving's hard. Let's face it. Moving's hard. It's stressful. And so you got all these things going on in your life. And when you were in the middle of escrow, you contacted your insurance agent and you said, hey, escrow's going to require an insurance policy on my new house. Will you take care of it? Yes. 
And that's the only conversation most people have with their insurance agent. That's very true. When you buy a house, all of a sudden there are more responsibilities that you just are taking on and some people don't realize they're taking them on. And so insurance is one. Um, You know, a very small percentage of properties that experience a total loss have enough coverage to rebuild. Does that surprise you guys? Yeah. Well, let's say you, you know, average property in San Luis Obispo now is about a million bucks, a little more. One, one, two. Yeah. yeah. So you buy a property for a million bucks. You you put 20% down. You have an $800,000 loan. Now, are you required to have $800,000 of insurance on the house? Today, the banks can't require that you insure the amount of the loan. They require that you insure 100% of replacement cost. Okay, so let's say replacement cost on that 2,000 square foot house is, in fact, 800,000. So you buy a policy for 800,000. And let's say let's say this happened 10 years ago. What would be the replacement cost on the house today versus 10 years ago? Twice as much, almost. Twice as much. Almost double. So if your insurance is still what it was when you bought the house, or maybe a little bit more, and you had a total loss, what what kind of shape would you be in in terms of being able to rebuild the house? Not great shape. And this is quite an eye-opener when you were talking about it and hearing it again. It's like, i got to call my insurance carrier. And I think the example you used was for for today's building costs, which we know were way more than 10 years ago. Let's use Jay as an example. Jay's prior podcast talked about you know, buying his house and right before the big crash of 08, right? Yeah. So, so you bought your house for how much? 585. 585. And, and you had a loan for, I think you said three and a half, 350? Um, three and a half, yeah. And, and do you remember about what you insured your house for at it, the very start? It, it was, it, I think it was, to be honest with you, I think it was 385 originally. Okay. Okay. So you have, you have an insurance policy for 385 that maybe has gone up a little bit over the years. What, 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 what'd you say? Four and a quarter. You think it's insured for four and a quarter today? Four and a quarter. Yeah. I'm almost positive. I just looked at the, the, um, uh, the impound statement. Okay. And, and 2,100 square feet, you told me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what do you think it'd cost to build a 2,100 square foot house that had been reduced to ashes? Yeah. And then like four, 400 bucks a foot. We're probably looking at yeah, eight hundred thousand. So, so you're you're above eight hundred thousand dollars, and you got four twenty five of insurance. What would you do next? Build half. Get get the studs up. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no no a, finishing. No, yeah, I put right. the roof on it. it a it's a problem, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so I I believe here. He, he, you know, I know that that people think of insurance agents about as you know you want to visit your insurance agent about as much as you want to visit your dentist, but you still go once or twice a year, right? And, and I would just suggest to our listening audience to, to give your insurance agent some time once every year or two to review the amount of coverage you have on the biggest asset most of us own. Wow. That's great advice. Now, now here's another question. That means I got to go review my insurance. Yeah. yeah. Do it as yeah. soon as I can. Hey, I didn't just buy a house. Yeah. And you got to go to the dentist too. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> if you lived in the Midwest, would you buy tornado insurance? Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, how many people in California do you think own earthquake insurance? Not much. I, I couldn't tell you. Ten percent or less. If we experience something worse than the quake we had in Paso back what twenty years ago now, 
2004 or something like yeah. that. I think that was. Yeah. I wonder how many of us would be in position to take care of the damage to our homes. Now, we're building better homes today to withstand earthquakes more than we did 50 years ago. So I let my location, because we bought a house in Paso, and I pay attention to geology somewhat. And I know that these things can happen about every 20 years in that area. And we're about at that timeline right now with, with the uh, earthquake. So I, when I got the solicitation from my insurance company for the earthquake insurance, I was like, yeah, go ahead and sign me up for it. But I gotta be honest with you, like the deductible on it is like 60,000. But still, it's gonna get me something to work with and I can scrounge that up if I need to in order to pay for whatever happens to the house if it crumbles down. My guess is based on when you bought your house, you have 60000 in equity at least. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. And um, it, there would probably be government help to cover, to help you with a, a, a low interest rate loan to cover that 60000 deductible. So you would be in a position to rebuild your house as opposed to living in your car, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and it ended up being like, I think, 25 bucks a month or something yeah. for that level of insurance. Sure. Which is worth it at that point. <laughs> but, but John, so you, uh, you know, we, uh, we've never seen big earthquake losses here necessarily, but if you have a 2,000 square foot house, and there's an earthquake, so I can see like old pictures in San Francisco earthquake. So you know, the roof kind of crumbles in or something. Even and if it's going to cost four hundred bucks a square foot for that house to rebuild it, that's eight hundred thousand dollars. If I get sixty thousand dollar deductible, that means I still got seven hundred and forty thousand to build my house. I mean, I would rather have that. I mean, I wrote down get earthquake insurance because I don't yes. have it. Yeah, right? neither do I. I'll take yeah. the seven forty, and yeah. uh, you know, we'll we'll just. We'll, and we'll, heck, even if you take the seven forty and, and you build a house three fifty a foot. You're still better off than not having insurance at all. Yeah. Either way, it's it's worth the you know it's my it's, my it's brother my brother sustained sub substantial damage in the Northridge quake. For him, the way he was able to repair his house uh, was through low interest FEMA loans. But you know it was two hundred fifty two hundred sixty thousand dollars in additional loans on top of his mortgage that he already had. Wow. It strapped him uh, to the max. Yeah. You know, he wishes he would have bought earthquake insurance. I did, did he have to wait a long time for the funding from it? Because, I mean. Oh, he was out of his house for two years. Oh, yeah. Geez. Luckily, he could live with his mother-in-law. Did I say luckily? You could live with <laughs> <laughs> That's the best insurance pitch I've ever heard right there. <laughs> I'm going to definitely get more earthquake insurance. Now, there's another piece of the insurance puzzle that, that I think people neglect or forget to discuss with their agent and Hal alluded to it a few minutes ago. So Jeff, Jeff and Becky buy their house together and, um, you know, they rely on both incomes to afford the house, to make the payment. And, and unfortunately one day something happens to Jeff and now the family's income is reduced to one income. When you buy a house, uh, most of us buy it with a partner. Don't we owe our partner the protection of if something were to happen to me, that she gets to keep the house. You know, so to have enough life insurance to at least cover the mortgage, that's not enough life insurance, but at least it gives 
the the family a, a roof over their head. So I think that's another area that that people you know who wants to talk about life insurance anyway they would rather go to the dentist right definitely um, but I think it's an area that that you owe your spouse you owe your children you, you know that responsibility to take care of that so, so, so John and again um, you forty years in this business you know a lot about it but this is not an, an insurance show but. Is there a benefit to like getting just straight mortgage insurance that pays your mortgage off or life insurance? Or, I mean, do you have an opinion on that? Or Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, mortgage insurance is just life insurance, usually through the mortgage company. Okay. Uh, mortgage company partners with an, a life insurance company to provide that coverage. He, here's the major issue with, with those types of products. There are a couple issues. First, uh, if you do that, make sure that the mortgage, co- uh, the, the uh, lender, the mortgage company is not the beneficiary. Make sure your family is so that they get the money and they get to decide what to do with it. And secondly, when you do that, if you were to ever go and refinance the house and pay off the old mortgage, you're also getting rid of the old mortgage insurance. It automatically cancels. But you didn't you didn't get rid of your loan, you refinanced it to another mortgage company. So I would recommend you go to your local agent where you can buy a policy that's portable. And what I mean by portable is that policy goes with you and not the uh, the the loan. Okay. Well, this has been as exciting as it can get, right, insurance? But it's just smart. Nobody likes to talk about it. But, hey, you know, you do not want to leave. You do not want to risk your most valuable asset. And, and insurance is a great way to protect it, either for your house or, your, or yourself. Now, the other thing that happens, and we're really getting on a downer here, is so if something happens to one of the owners, um, do you have a will? Do you have a trust? And so, you know, I mean, Jay, a lot of people as they get ready for closing, it's like joint tenants, tenants in common, you know, whatever. I don't have a trust. What do you think for someone? And we're not attorneys here, so, right? Anybody? I'm looking around. Don't, don't no, practice. No, Put out the disclaimer. Okay. Not okay. giving tax okay. and or legal advice. Yeah. Nor okay. are we dentists. Yes. yes. <laughs> Back of a bubblegum wrapper. But we do know some basic concepts to defer people and refer them to. So wh- why would someone want to spend the time, energy, and money to get something like an estate plan or a trust? Well, if your property isn't isn't in a trust, when the owner of the property dies, it goes immediately into probate. Now the courts are deciding what to do with it. So to protect your family from having to go through that process, putting putting a property in a trust is paramount. Um, Having a will um, does a variety of things, but it doesn't provide you the same level of... um, I guess, right of ownership. Control. Um, yeah, control. Thank you. Control yeah. that, a, that a trust does. Everybody who owns a piece of real estate um, should put their, and that has heirs or a spouse or somebody in their life should put the property in the name of a trust. I understand probate is um, not cheap and it takes a long time. So not only you lost a loved one, but now you're yeah. waiting for the courts to make and it decisions. costs you a lot of money. Yeah, right? to make decisions about your your home. Who wants to do that yeah. after losing a loved one? And, right? and the courts today in this county, I know from experience on probate, are backed up. So Months. an attorney yeah. I'm work, working with currently, my wife and I were helping out an elderly woman who just passed and, and uh, helping her family. And he said, we won't even get to probate court for a year. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. yeah. To our no home purchasers or our not even new home purchasers, insurance is important. 
having and setting up a trust is important. Okay, there's a lot of great trust attorneys in this county that can help people with that. A lot of ways to go, but that's a super important thing to protect for what it, most of us is our most valuable financial and, asset. If, if I can make an advertisement for the great trust attorneys that you talk about, how um, I would say, you know, if you own a piece of property, Jay, I'm with you. You should have a trust. Oh yeah. If you have children. You should have a trust because if something happens to you, do you want the courtroom deciding what happens to your children, or do you want, mm. you know, do you want to be able to direct that in advance? Yeah, yeah. That's so there's lots of reasons, not just property, to have a trust. Sure. So if you're in that situation, you're a you're a parent, you're a you're a property owner. Find a great attorney that you trust and get to work. Sage advice. Yeah. From, sage, usually sage advice comes from old people. Are you calling me old? <laughs> yes. A shaman of sorts. Yeah. Well, I am the oldest enough. one in the room, so right. okay. Oh. Hey, can we can we get going? Because I got to go to the dentist. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see my insurance agent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What else? What uh, What else do I do? We just We just bought a house. What else do we got going on? Get up. Look in the mirror and congratulate yourself for making one of the best decisions you've ever made in your life. I agree. Home ownership. I agree. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Thank you very much. If anybody wants JT's number, just give me a holler. I'll give it to him. No, I'm, just, I'm semi-retired, James. Totally joking. Totally yeah. joking. Gents, thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, James. Thanks, James. Thanks, James. Yes. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the House Wazey Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. It comes out every Monday, so check for it in your feed for the latest information on the San Luis Obispo County market. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and on HouseSwayze.com where you can find current listings and other real estate tips. HouseSwayze.com, that's H-A-L-S-W-E-A-S-E-Y.com. I am James Bueno, Director of Marketing for the House Swayze Group. If you're looking for anything real estate, give us a call, 805-781-3750. House Swayze is a licensed California real estate broker. DRE number 01111911. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze Podcast is a production of AGM Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.